0: There are no such things as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Step into the greatest version of yourself, because what you do matters. Shift your narrative. You're listening to Opportunity Makers, where entrepreneurs come to take their purpose-driven business to the next level. Here's your host, Jim Padilla.
1: Hey, my friend, welcome back to another awesome episode of the Opportunity Makers Podcast. And boy, do I have somebody who's an opportunity maker to talk to today. Not like all the others I've been talking to and bringing to you are not. These people, everybody I'm bringing to you is, as they say, kicking ass and taking names, right? People doing things at another level, scaling, exiting, building, creating. Um, it's just, it's exciting. It's an incredible place to be. I'm so privileged and honored to be able to be in network and in a community with, with so many of these amazing people that I get to see on a regular basis, do business with, learn from, work with, and share experiences with you. Um, notice none of them are here to sell you anything. None of them are here to pitch their stuff to you. They're genuinely here. They know in, we we talked before they get here to talk to the, on this podcast, that we are here sharing encouragement, insights, and hope, and helping you see that people are see- people who move at different levels start seeing things differently, right? We're not looking around, seeing what the sky is falling or, or stressing out about, where's my next deal coming from, et cetera. We're really looking at, you know, what's coming down the road. What are we doing to make exponential jumps, right? How are we making leaps, not just incremental steps of of success and growth well that's great you need to work on now money now but you also got to be thinking about how can i make greater uh how can i make quantum leaps and exponential jumps in success because it has never been easier to do that in the history of the world than it is today right now at the time and date of this podcast being executed and recorded that Those opportunities are everywhere. You just have to see them. You have to keep your eyes above the riffraff and above the fray and keep focusing on where you're going and what is there because when you do, you will see all kinds of opportunities coming. And when you start working with people who are doing things at a bigger scale, playing a bigger game, it's even greater opportunities because quite honestly, there's just a lot less competition at that level. So you're not clamoring and making a bunch of noise. You're just looking for quality, powerful, synergistic relationships for people who want to do exponential things to serve problems with the people you care about in common. That's the name of the game. And that's the game that Maria Simone's playing, right? Maria and, and, her, and her husband, Chad, um, they, uh, they're, they're leaders. They're change makers. They're transformational agents. They are transcendental meditation experts and teachers. Um, They're business experts. They're strategists. uh, And they are faith filled. Badass entrepreneurs that understand that changing the lives of people, changing the world for people, changes the world in general. And that's the way this goes. And, uh, and Maria is somebody that I was blessed to know in a mastermind uh, about eight years ago. Um, and we've you know stayed in touch and connections. We've referred clients. Um, we've made introductions for people. And you know we've, we've stumbled into another mastermind environment that we are in right now, um, over the last year and a half or so, going on two years now. And I've witnessed just the exponential leaps and jumps that she has done in her business and all the things they are doing, from the tiny homes to capital to things and making a huge inroads in uh, health and medicine space. Um, and much, much more. And you're going to really enjoy this. And what I want you to think about, yes, you're going to learn some tangible tactics and ideas, but I want you to just capture the way she thinks. You know, I say this often a lot. So many times when I'm talking to people about sales training or strategies or scaling or building things, um, too many times people are like, well, what did you say? I got to capture what you said there. What was that? It's like, don't capture what I said. Capture who I was being when I said it. Just, if you want to replicate, don't replicate the words I say, replicate the intention, the intensity, the energy that I bring to the things that I say, right? And that's one of the things that uh, I want to implore you all the time. Every time you're listening to all these world-class experts, don't dial in so much to what they're saying, but what perspective they're bringing with the words that they're saying. Who is she being? How is she seeing the world that is bringing these particular words to the conversation? As you learn... Immense. This is a masterclass in opportunity creating by listening in to Maria Simone with Zen Moose Capital and their Tiny Homes USA. So, oh, really enjoy this episode. Make sure you share with anybody that it makes sense. Share, just share it for me. Let us know what's going on. Listen to this thing. You're probably going to want to listen to it twice. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Jump in the show notes. There's a lot of uh, goodies in there for you. And make sure you reach out um, to uh, follow. Uh, maria because uh, you'll be glad that you did all right appreciate your time effort and energy here make sure that uh, you enjoy and uh, if you're listening on the treadmill or while you're driving then just bookmark it and make sure that you go back and listen to it again because you're probably going to want to take some notes uh and start changing the way you think about certain things all right we'll see you soon enjoy the episode hey there world changers and opportunity makers so good to have you back here and as you just heard the official uh, bio and introduction as always but uh want to have you hear from Maria herself. Maria, would you just tell in your own words uh, who you are and and why you're relevant in this conversation?
2: Okay. Well, first of all, people call me the soul and money catalyst for for however many hundreds of years (laughs) since I've been in the entrepreneurial space. I've always looked at, um, you know, I love the idea of of being an entrepreneur, of taking something, an idea, and just crystallizing it and taking it out to the market. But I'm very well aware of all the other factors that go into it—it's your mindset, it's your, you know, your your own sense of, uh, you know, how healthy you are emotionally and everything—to be able to ride that wave. And uh, so, I just love all of it. I love the journey mostly, and I think people just get too hung up on that end game. But I really take the time to enjoy the uh, journey—not so much enjoy it all the time. So it's, it's it can be harrowing, um, but that's kind of me. I love, uh, you know, I, I incorporate transformation and business. Um, I see money as a spiritual energy. I love to see it circulated into its highest and best use. So I've tended to focus on mostly the financial and capital aspects of building business. I like that part. Uh, like you put together sales plans. I put together capital plans for yeah. a business and taking a product out there. So th- those are kind of the things that I, you know, I'm, I'm into right now. Well, that's yeah. about me.
1: You know, it's funny. Cause I remember at one of the, um, one of the BA events you were talking. And I remember that was one of the notes that I wrote down that just burned in my brain, what you were talking about was, do you have a capital strategy and a capital plan? Cause yeah. and most people don't, you know, I, it occurred to me that I didn't, you know, no. to, you know like the things that people don't think about. It's like, they think about where they're going to get capital, what they're going to do with it, but do you actually have a strategy and a plan yeah. or how you're going to, and you know, so that you know what opportunities are the right ones and what things are coming your way, which partners to find and which, there's so many things that opens you up to. But, yeah. you know, I, I've I've had the the pleasure of knowing you for it's been a while now, about eight years I think or so, um, and and you have just come so far. You've done so many amazing things, and uh, it's been fun to watch and witness. And just you know, it, it makes you a person that I want to be around because I want to see that stuff's happening. And you know, and proximity <laughs> is everything. You know, how does how does that how do I learn from it? How do I benefit <laughs> from it? How can I contribute to it? Um, what things have you learned about, you know, the ease and grace and, and the way that opportunities can come to you, if even if you're not necessarily winning at a huge level right now?
2: Yeah, that's really great. You know, I, I'll just let's. Well, our main thing is Zenmoo's Capital, and so we're, we've been building a social impact fund, and we have multiple businesses. But you know, probably uh, the most exquisite example of what you're asking about is our latest venture is United Tiny Homes. Um, we started that during COVID, and I'll, I'll, what you're saying is so important to, you know to how we came to be where we're at. But during COVID, I was really concerned about the affordable housing crisis and uh, and homelessness and all of that. And I totally got to download that tiny homes was an agile solution to affordable housing. And so I didn't know a lot about tiny homes. And so number 1, you know, you don't always have to know the how. You don't have to know, you know, you have to be an expert in something, but if you see a problem and a solution, you know, you have a solution to or you're thinking about a solution, go for it. Cuz there's something about the universe, about God, about divine inspiration. Like if you're if you're on that path, you're going to be brought all the resources. So we I just put a business plan together for it. And then out of the blue, uh, an old friend called and said, Hey, I know you do financing. Do you do financing for tiny homes or thinking about starting a tiny home company? And I was like, seriously, like I just, we just put a plan together for this. And so we joined forces, you know, with someone. And so the the other part of it is you're not alone. So we all were seasoned professionals. We we saw an opportunity and but we know our genius lane. So we really made sure that you know all we we had our own expertise in this and we filled in the gaps with support. So never do this alone. You you can't, there's so many aspects of, you know, being in business and, and taking advantage of an opportunity and going forward. You don't have to go it alone. I mean, I don't know how to build a tiny home. So of course, you know, we have a whole build team. I mean, they barely would let me hold a well torch, you know, let alone, whatever. It's, it would be a mess, but I knew I saw the vision and I put the business together. We were in my domain is in, uh, business development. So we brought a lot of business very quickly, uh, funding. So we we're able to fi- not only finance the business, but I put the, the, we put the capital plan together. So we made sure that as we were growing, we were able to access resources. Um, and that's actually is key. So within our first two days in business, we took in about a million dollars, and a million and a quarter in orders. Seventeen, I remember 17 deposits. We didn't even have like we had just incorporated the day before, seriously. And we had 17 deposits, uh, over a million dollars in business. We're like, oh my God, okay, I guess we have to build the business now. <laughs> you know, So it didn't stop us. And we serviced for the next few months, we serviced that business and then we doubled that revenue. And now two years into it, a little over two years, um, I mean, seriously, like May 1st of 2021 was our launch. So uh, we're just a little over two years. We're servicing uh, about a hundred million dollars in orders. Right now over the it'll take a, take us a couple of years. But you know, that's that's what's happening. Um, so we didn't, we didn't um, you know, we just kept stepping into the opportunities. And also uh another thing that happens is, you know, not knowing the how. So we we made sure we had experts around us to support us. And also money is a really big deal with entrepreneurs. You know, I can't afford this, I can't afford to do the marketing, I can't afford to hire people and So they tend to do all the jobs, right, Jim? Like, you know, they people do jobs in their businesses that they would get fired from in other places. And that is gonna take you down. And so we just took the time to bring in a little capital. You know, there's plenty of money out there. The money hasn't left the planet, I always say. And if you take the time to, you know, let other people show you the how, build a team of supporters that can open doors, and understand how to bring in the financial resources which i think is really critical you're going to be unstoppable so that's kind of what we did over the last couple of years and it's been beautiful we've got plenty of business you know we're serving i mean we're truly a solution to the affordable housing crisis. um we're working with the va we're like in, in the next year we'll be able to accept va financing which to me is a big deal we can build parks for veterans and uh, uh, you know, uh, less fortunate, uh, those who are less fortunate. And yeah, so it's it's been quite a ride, <laughs> if that answers your question.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, I love that whole perspective that they, you know, you don't even, they only let you hold a torch, right? It's like, they don't want you building the homes. You know, I, I'm good at sales and I'm good at building business. I know a lot about business. My team doesn't want me. I, I've been kicked out <laughs> of so many meetings. They don't, if, if I'm in the middle of how all this stuff happens, I'm screwing it up. They they want me to be casting the vision, speaking on stages, yeah. networking with with other you know millionaires and billionaires, and they don't want me in the business running the day to day, right? Because that's big, that's their job.
2: But that's a big. That is actually I find because I uh, you know when I talk to people I think that is one of the biggest. Um, bottlenecks for entrepreneurs is to get over the fact that they don't have to know the how and they don't have to do all the jobs. Like, unless they can, like, how many people do you find that go into something and then they start getting all these certifications, right? And they start learning how to build websites. It's like, oh my gosh, really? It's going to take you years and years <laughs> to build this business. You don't have the time for that. You know? oh, so- well, you know,
1: I mean, you know, Peter Swain uh, and he was just, uh, you know, interviewed a couple episodes ago. Um, but I am in his, I joined, jumped into his AI mastermind because I just, I wanted to get some insights. Right. Then at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not the one doing this stuff. I'm not bringing right. in marketing into what my team is. So, you know, now, I, now my team watches, goes to the recordings and watches the recordings yes. and he just open that up there for, for the assistants and too many times we do that like oh let me learn this and yeah that that's not where you're making your millions that's not where yeah. you're changing the world but you got to be able to trust you have the, the vision yeah. is what is the, the important part uh and then you attract the people who can help fulfill it
2: yeah and 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 not to say that you shouldn't know like you had an awareness of ai you have an awareness of everything you just don't have to you know you got to recognize where you, you before you go down that rabbit hole of doing it all that's when you start um, you know putting the right people in the right place, but that is, but that is, I think that's a key to really being able to take off and scale scaling is look, you can, it's easy to make money. Um, Like a lot of people have like one windfall, you know, they'll do one thing and make some money, but to be able to scale to consistently do that and scale, that's like a whole other skill set and, you know, uh, mindset for people. So that's the next block. I think people have,
1: you know, you and Chad have been, head down just growing and rocking and rolling with all you're doing um you ever stop a minute and take a look at how many lives you're impacting right now yeah
2: you know it's yeah no i i'm like on a um it's like driving us you know i'm at a point where there's probably less in front of me behind me i I just turned 60 and (laughs) i love what i'm doing and this is my legacy work so the things that i'm doing now i have I understand that I'm impacting lives like well beyond people knowing me and also even my lifetime. And that's a really beautiful thought. If nothing else like that, that's a beautiful, uh, like if you can get your arms around that and let that drive you, it it really, it, it takes you very far, uh, in that.
1: That's I think that's the big heartbeat of a lot of the people who tune into to this. People who are in our world, they they want accelerated growth, at massive scale, but they want huge impact. They want to they want to leave. They have a burning desire to impact a lot more people and have yeah. a result that's far bigger than them. And too many times we're so focused on the how that we, for, that we 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 get instead of just taking our hands off of a little bit, so we're not choking it to death, yeah. but that we're just allowing things to occur yeah. that are going to lead in that direction
2: you have to create some space. Um, you, you're right. You have to uh, you, you can't just be in the busyness doing sometimes you have to pull back a little bit. You have to create some space. You have to see who else needs to step in, what needs to evolve, uh, you know, because you get to a. there's also you start doing certain things and it gets you to certain points, but then you're acti- like what you're what got you here now is not going to get you there. So there are certain points where you have to allow for like a quantum leap, like some type of transformation in the business and And I think that's another important distinction is you do need to step back and create that space. And honestly, Jim, if you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, like if it's just about the money or it's just about whatever, oh my gosh, that you will take yourself down. You'll, you'll start self-sabotaging if you don't have a really firm, you know, why am I doing this? Because it gets hard. You know, there's like points where you just want to curl up under the covers and like, oh my gosh, you know, what are you doing? So you've got to have something really strong to keep you going. <laughs>
1: Well, let's, let's turn a, a, take a little pivot here and talk about, you know, the name of the company is Zen Moose Capital. So that's
2: my mothership. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that that would have to be, you have to be a little bit out of touch to not recognize there's some spiritual element here, right? So, um, you know, what, what role does spirituality and divinity play in your business growth and strategy?
2: Um, it's like everything it's, um, I am very, um, uh, you know, okay. When I was younger, when I was five years old, I was paralyzed from the neck down and all I could do was turn my head. And, uh, it was really, it was a painful experience. I was a little girl. And one night I was laying in my little, you know, those little white princess canopy beds. Um, I was laying in my little, uh, canopy bed and my, my canopy started moving and then it became billowing. And I, uh, like Angel Gabriel presented like right in front of me. And he said, it was really amazing. And he says, you're not going to die. You have great things to do, get up, get up. So ever since, and I and I had like a spontaneous healing, I started moving like the next day and, and it, it was quite something. And so all my life, I had this knowing number one, I'm very connected to God and source and angels and all that. So I totally get that, like I'm not alone. I've never felt alone, number one. And uh, that's really important. And number two, Um, I have great things to do. Right. (laughs) And it was never, I was never attached to launching a widget. You know, some people have like a burning desire to do like one thing. I've never had that in my life. I've always had like the sense of being the best person I can, you know, putting love out there in the world, like helping other people like, like, that's my great work. So I don't know. That's always to me. That's very driving. And if I'm not connected to that, I just feel like soul, like it's soul crushing. Like I had a really successful career in healthcare. I was a, I was a, um, a pioneer in home health, and I co-authored the legislation in the state of Arizona or, or statutes or whatever. Like I did a lot in my industry, and then it was like, okay, why am I doing this? Like after a while, I was like, I, I just got burnt out, and my soul wasn't being filled. I felt like I wasn't helping enough people. And so that's like a very distinct feeling for me. I just get disconnected to that divinity, the spirituality, and I have to get back to that. So yeah, it's, it's really everything. Because if you don't have that, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. Solving problems is hard. I mean, hard like when you're innovating and you're doing things that other people aren't doing and you have a vision that nobody else has yet you're the one that you have to drive it, you know, until people join you. And so you've got to stay in that place where you're going to be unstoppable. So whatever that takes, you know, it's usually faith for people, a solid why, like whatever that takes, stay there because you'll never fail. You'll never fail. If you could stay there, if you could just be unstoppable, everything will always come together for you. So yeah, Zen Moose Capital, we, we are building a very innovative fund. It doesn't, it's not about taking in outside capital. We don't use capital. We use we're able to uh, take restricted stock, which is which is uh, the stock that's when someone takes a company public, their their stock is very restricted because they don't want to be perceived as dumping in the market if they go to sell their stock. So it's a very high, you know, you can imagine there's a few there's a few of these people on the planet. And so we work with them and they can exchange their stock into our fund but we have ways of monetizing it that they don't. And so it's a very innovative approach, but what we're doing with the money is we take care of them, but we also use that, we in, that we redeploy what's left over of capital, of cash now, into purposeful projects in philanthropy and things like that. So it's very innovative. Um, the Zen comes from our, Chad and I, you know, our background and just enlightenment, and just being, you know, uh, he's an all time, we're both TM, Transcendental Meditation, People. He's he was the first. He was the youngest teacher of TM on the planet. We 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 adopt that philosophy. And then the moose. uh, For me, uh, we incorporate the moose singularity, and it's how we build businesses. Moose is plural and singular, so at the same time. So when we're helping companies, they still maintain their unique identities, but we bring them into this collabor uh, this collective where we're all helping each other. We collaborate, we cross-pollinate talent, resources. Some people have these amazing technologies, but don't have customers. Some people have a a big, you know, platform, but they don't have, they need technology and we can cross-pollinate, you know, for all of that. And so, you know, that's part of our Zen Moose persona. So anyway, but you're right. There is this, we always like to have that spiritual influence in there.
1: Yeah, I I find, I have found over the years, it's interesting because my spirituality was always, I didn't, I didn't meet God till I was like 27. So it wasn't part of my upbringing. And as I have grown, I've had this personal relationship with God, but it's always been private. And then in the last, last several years, it's been more public. It's been like me sharing my faith journey with people and in our business too. And the thing that I have learned is that without exception everybody who's playing what i would call a bigger game anybody who's really successful making impact in scale everybody's got a spiritual drive of some kind
2: yeah right? i i agree i do know there's a couple of uh, in fact they're fairly they're very um uh they're actually well known i won't name names but you would know who they were and i've had a chance to speak to them and they're completely agnostic and so they don't have that in them well, however they yeah. are driven by they're their geniuses and uh visionaries and so they're driven by solving problems on the planet so they don't you know like keeping the population alive like it, so they're driven by something else so maybe that is but the, the so without exception <laughs> I, I i'm i'm with you i people have to have oh, some kind of online underlying spiritual influence some something yeah other than them,
1: you know, that's driving that. Yeah. Well it's interesting because even if they're agnostic, this is part this is their religion. This becomes right. their, you know, their yeah. th- their go-to around it. So they that this is what their faith play is. But yeah. but it's fascinating. Um so what do you what do you see right now with, with all of the craziness in the marketplace? Um what do you see as the, the smartest opportunities for people to be looking for? Um without taking crazy risk, but as you know as 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 the economy is doing crazy things, what should people be looking for?
2: Yeah, it's it's really uh, we spend a lot of time doing that because as we build our fund, we have to you know preserve it, and so uh, it's a combination of I think people should be investing in themselves. I think you're the best investment there is, so there should be a fraction of you know whatever you have, maybe a third or something, should be. Um, should be uh into yourself into uh this is a good time to build businesses like right now we have people wanting to invest in their different projects because they want to move cash out of the banks and things like that so they would rather be have it in companies that they know are winning and growing and so that this is actually a good time to raise capital by the way, it's really amazing what we're finding um so uh i think that's why we're, we're pushing our initiative. Like we have multiple businesses and we're moving everything forward. Um, I think, um, you know, uh, keep some s- as safe as possible in certain instruments. Although I don't know about, you know, the bonds and things like that, like look for instruments that are do a little, put things away that are safe. Um, uh, we have, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, make sure you're diversified. So there's like, and I forgot my rule. Um, getting my rules but it's like a a quarter a quarter a quarter no it's a third a third and then we split it up into different things but we have our own rules but take the time to do some diversification get comfortable with uh at least one strategy that that you can really get your arms around and feel good about and kind of you know stick with it i don't think uh going in and out of things is um i'm not into that you know what i mean i i I I like to, uh, I'm I'm more of a long-term person. We have a couple of short-term things that we do like in crypto and things like that, but I'm kind of a long-term, like I'm really into business development right now, but not just um, businesses that are serving a real purpose on the planet that are directly uh, involved in solving problems. I think those are your best investments and that's where I'm putting my time and money for the most part, so. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but that
1: makes great sense. And, you know, my, my encouragement to that for you listening, you know, you might be thinking, I don't have any money to park, you know, I'm just trying to survive and right now, but investment doesn't always come in the form of money. Right. You can invest time, you can invest connections. You know, if you see a cause that's worthy, you can still connect somebody who can support that cause and you're providing solutions and and, and contribution to those causes. Yeah. You can volunteer, you can, you can, uh, you know, intern. There's so many ways that you can support a cause that matters Yeah, and the right opportunities and the right and- doors.
2: And Jim, there's not, and when you say cause, I mean, it's not, we're not talking about just like volunteering for nonprofits. You can actually work with up and coming companies. And And I created a whole portfolio of stock doing this work with people. You may not have the money to invest, but you're right. Invest your time some resources, some connections in companies that you think are, you know, making a difference. They're really strong. You know, they're like there are people helping us right now with the tiny home company because they totally get what we're doing. They see all the traction and they're investing their time and energy. And guess what? They're going to get stock. They're going to get, you know, they'll get paid. Like there are things that they're they're going to benefit from and so I I did this when I was starting out and it taught me how to raise capital it it created a portfolio of stock for me and up and coming companies and I didn't invest money and yeah and 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 I created income because in making the connections I was paid so that oh, is yeah, a, a great um uh yes that's a great distinction so yeah,
1: highly recommend yeah. it so what, what would you say are things that people should be very cautious of right now if they're moving in the marketplace or looking at opportunities, what things would you be cautious or at least uh, apprehensive, you know, do your do your diligence before you move in these areas.
2: So would you say cautious of yeah. right now and yeah. as far as what market like just in investing? the marketplace in
1: general as people are trying to look for companies to invest in business ideas to start what things would you probably stay away from just because you just they're they're too risky right now
2: okay so that's a great answer and we do that all. we vet projects all day long so number one it's the people 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 you could have the best idea but if you if the people that you're investing in aren't um open you you don't see them as being open and and coachable um because sometimes we ask CEOs like if they're you know if they'll move over <laughs> if they're not the best you know entrepreneurs don't make the best CEOs you know so you got to make sure that the people are open and and coachable um that they have the the experience uh to do what they say they're going to do because uh that's a big problem people step into something just because you invented something or have an idea for something doesn't make you the best person to do that so I would say vet your people, spend time with the people you're going to invest in. Uh, make sure, make sure there's some protection. Make sure whatever you're gonna invest in is not uh, you know, can't be easily copied or will go away or, you know, whatever. Um uh and then, then they have an opportunity to have enough gas in the engine, like that they really are gonna have enough money to to make a goal of it. I I find that entrepreneurs don't raise enough capital, they they run out of steam too early. Um they get, oh, uh, they don't protect their IP enough. So I think that's really important. And then also something that easily, like you can create a movement out of, like it can become bigger than you. It's not just a widget that you're going to sell. Like there's something behind it. Um, some of the best advice I got as far as branding and taking a company out, wow. and you can appreciate this, Jim, was one of my mentors was Nick Graham. I don't know if you remember the Joe Boxer brand. Remember the silky yeah. underwear? And I mean, that was like a crazy uh, successful brand. He he built it and sold it for hundreds of millions of dollars to Kmart in the '80s. So he, I so, I tracked him down because I wanted his mentoring. Because yeah. years ago I started a fashion accessory company and I wanted his support. And um, so one of the best, some of the best advice he gave me, he goes, "Look," he goes, "your your brand." is an amusement park, okay? Think of your brand as the amusement park. Your product is just a souvenir. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, you've got to create some type of an experience for people. His name is Nick Graham, and I always say that. So like that, he's known for saying that. That was like the best advice. So I always look at people that, you know, if they have a, a product or a service, like I don't want to just launch it into, Uh, you know, a nothingness, I want to make sure we can incorporate some type of a movement or, you know, build a platform around it, even with a TV show, like when we put a TV show out there, because we're involved in media, technology, housing, wellness, different sectors. I love the media. But even when we make a TV show, it's not just a TV show. We We have to incorporate online learning content, like online learning platform and, you know, build a presence around it, like create a movement around the TV show. Uh, That's been a mistake that the networks have made and other um, people in the entertainment industry have made, I feel, you know, with their media assets. But we're that's our formula works and we can monetize it better and we get much more influence. So I hope that uh, that answers your question.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, And uh, I want to get this from you guys, because I know how, you know, like you said, with the Transcendental Meditation and I know how much how How deeply involved that Chad is in the spiritual in spiritual movement. What are you guys doing in your personal life that is directly showing up in the business?
2: Everything. Uh, so I mean, uh, you know we we have this uh, in fact, it's, it's part of what we do is this level of bliss consciousness. So we try to we support our our the people around us. In um, getting to that level Uh, i think one of the challenges with entrepreneurs especially when you raise money you tend to you now you feel beholden to other people that are investing in you so you tend to become a martyr to your business so your health um you know your health is uh sacrificed your relationships um you're really hard on your workers you know like there's all these things that are happening and so we like no we want to shift all that so number one we work very much on our relationships. We try to have a really happy, healthy relationship, uh, have a, you know, really um, very much grounded in. we meditate, we take care of ourselves physically, uh, a lot of gratitude. Uh, you know, we we uh, work out all the time, we do yoga. So we, we're trying to be the best people we can be. And then we look at all our, work. we have different businesses. So every work, environment is has a different uh, workplace initiative like in our tiny home company you know these guys are awesome these are some are veterans formerly incarcerated they're just i mean they're great guys so they do vision boards journaling uh they have a book club uh they have a soccer team and so every business has its own thing and so we really believe in that you know we want people to be happy and thriving where they are so yeah we take care of ourselves we work in our relationship we will not sacrifice our personal relationship to the me. business. Um, and we know when to take, you know, we take downtime, uh, you know, whenever Slowly we can. On. It looks like we're busy all the time, which we kind of are, but we do have play a lot.
1: <laughs> so. Well, I know this. Every time that I see you, you guys are always smiling ear to ear and you're always happy and you always have just this attractive, infectious personality. And Oh, thank you. So- this is
2: manic right now because it's been a crazy week, but
1: something else so it's okay
2: but um, thank you thank you
1: so for people who are listening that are maybe just trying to make that first seven figures or maybe you've just made you know just just starting to figure out what success feels like for them what encouragement do you have for somebody who's like man i know not are near the level that you guys are so i'm just in, i'm just trying to survive right now what, what, what yeah cur-
2: yeah so do something have something that you can offer people, whatever. And it's usually so simple, like our greatest gifts we overlook because it's so simple, right? You know, we're so talk, even if you have to talk to people to see like, what are my gifts? Like, what do I have to offer? But figure out something to offer. And it may not be something you create or invent. It may be something that you love. Like you really feel like people, that's why network marketing, you know, people don't have to invent something to get be successful in network marketing just grab a product but get your arms around something you believe in and make that offer to someone and and if somebody buys it then get better at Then now you know you're like a few people buy what you have to offer then it's just about scaling that's all it's about doing the things that you have to do to make better offers to talk to more people you know just then you get into a rhythm i mean really that money making money is really easy. And don't make it hard, make it easy. It could be really easy. So we, you don't have to, you don't have to even set up your own business, just offer, have an offer of something. So I've made a lot of money over the years without having my own products. I have had my own products, but a lot of times I'll make six figures just offering other people's products and services, you know, even I get lazy sometimes. So, or, you know, I I want to I, like, I'll, that'll be some residual income. But the millions that are coming in is because we focused on something that worked. You know, I told you we took 17 orders those first two days in business, and then from there we just scaled. We just stayed focused. Okay, we we on we're on to something. Don't mess with it. Just keep scaling that part. And now we're you know we're, we we'll probably have like a 50 million dollar valuation, I believe this year. So it's it's pretty cool, you know, to get to that place uh worked our butts off but it's fun and it's it becomes predictable after a while
1: awesome so aside from the tiny homes and is is what is there anything that you have going on right now that um, people can participate in that that they can find how can they get access to you and be it into your world and be able to learn from you and, and follow what you're doing
2: you know i'm gonna say honestly we're uh, what do they say? The cobbler's kids have holes in their shoes. Yeah. So I have been so focused on building out, uh, you know, helping to build out the businesses that I've quieted my stuff. I have a lot of free things to offer. We have our own masterminds. We we take people behind the curtain, um, especially around, you know, capital. I have books coming out and all of that. So I would say if people go to maria360.com, uh, maria360.com, and those are all our links and really just opt in for my book or whatever. I I pretty soon we will we'll be sharing, you know, free eBooks and things like that, just to like give people, uh, like we're really doing it, you know, and when we share things, we just take people behind the curtain of like real, our real businesses <laughs> and they enjoy that. It's like really happening. It's not just, you know, uh, well, anyway, you, you know what I'm talking about. And so, uh, pretty soon we'll be, uh, taking people more behind the curtain and sharing more and having events and, and doing all of that. So I would just say, go to Maria 360 and just get into our world and you will, we'll, we'll let you know what's going on. So
1: perfect. That'll be in the show notes, but that's easy to remember. So go to Maria 360, you know, the language you go to Jim P 360 all the time. So you know how that works. And, uh, you know, and, and just stay, stay plugged in. Stay tuned. I'm telling you, these are people that you want to know. These are people that you want to follow. Even if you can't connect with them right now, at some point when the opportunity presents itself, you want to be there in line. You want to be on the waiting list. You want to have access because you learn so much. Uh, and it's the same way that I, we like to teach around here. You know, we're not just teaching you content we've learned. We're trying to share with you what we're actually doing inside of the, our business or with our clients so you can learn directly from what we're doing and experiencing from what's working and what isn't. So. Yeah,
2: awesome. And you, yes, we are definitely, uh, we'll be doing more things together for sure. And I got to share my capital plan uh, in the near future. We're going to start putting that out as oh, well. I think yes. people need awesome. to learn that.
1: Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, Marie and I were talking just before we hit record. And, uh, you know, she was talking about a capital plan as something that most people... She talks about it like it's normal vernacular. And what I recognize is when she, the first time I heard her talking about having a capital plan and a capital strategy, I recognized that I did not have one. And so I'm guessing you might not either. And so can, can you give a 30 second version of what a capital plan should include? So if somebody wants to start thinking about planning for one now.
2: Sure. So I think one of the we all know about our sales and marketing plans in our business. I believe when you start a business, you should create a capital plan. It's like, what is it? You may not have the money right now, but you start thinking about how am I going to fund this business growing forward? Because you may invest a, a little bit of your own, you know, some of your own resources. But there's going to be a point where your demand starts exceeding your capacity in your business. It happens to pretty much every business. And unless you have unending resources, at some point, you're going to have to think about outside resources. And the hardest thing to do is to stop your momentum and go out and get the money in and and do all that. So the best thing to do is right from the beginning, start planning how you're going to access those resources. And it's a lot easier to do it that way. And so uh, it gets you thinking about money right away. And also it allows... Those are solutions to start showing up in your life, so you don't miss a beat as you're growing your business. So we will be putting more of that out there. The name of the book is "The Money Hasn't Left the Planet," and I'm including my little blueprint for <laughs> for capital in there. It's really simple simple to do, but it just most people just haven't
1: thought about that. Amen. And that right there, that last 90 seconds is worth the price of admission alone, guys. So make sure you're thinking that through and get a capital plan in place. Make sure you reach out to us in the show notes. Let us know what you're thinking, how, you, how you're how you receiving this episode. And let me know what your capital plan is. At least let us know that you're starting to put one together now as a result of hearing all of this. And as always, uh, we thank you for taking the time to be with us because you could literally be any place else. And uh, thank you for trusting us to be part of your success team. Go out, change lives, make opportunities for yourself and for those around you and be the difference maker. We appreciate your time. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks,
0: Jim. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Opportunity Makers. If you've heard something that connected with you, please share this episode with a friend or colleague, and don't forget to go to Apple to leave a review. Head on over to gaintheedgenow.com to connect with Jim and his team, and remember, there's no such thing as limits or obstacles, only opportunities.